Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I hope you had a happy and wonderful 4th of July weekend celebrating with your family. And in honor of the 4th of July, we wanted to talk about Operation Heal Our Patriots. And it is a ministry within Samaritan's Purse that has been serving for 10 years. And so we brought in Greg and Shauna Duvall. Greg serves as the chaplain manager for Operation Heal Our Patriots, and they've both been serving for six years. And so they are going to help me talk about how the program has changed and evolved over the years, but also the central piece, which is sharing the gospel and giving hope and healing to marriages for these warriors and veterans who have served our country so well. And so you'll love to hear their conversation on how they pour into these Operation Healer Patriots alumni. You just got back, yeah. like literally within mm-hmm. a week, right? So you yeah. were just at the yeah. kickoff of year 10, kickoff yeah. Operation Healer Patriots. What was that like mm-hmm. to open those doors, You know, especially after COVID? And I know last summer was a little weird. Yeah. What was it like? Because you brought in, was it a full group? We did. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so couples. full group, you yeah. just did the kickoff. What was that like? Liberating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was wonderful. You know, we've we've uh, continued with the ministry, but we just haven't been able to have as many in-person gatherings and, and just getting uh, open, moving that direction. But to show up in Port Allsworth with these 10 families— and even to see them in Anchorage before they get there and the excitement mm-hmm. and anticipation um, was wonderful. Um, and and in some ways it was the same as years past. You know, we, we get into this week, you don't know how God is gonna work, but through the beauty of that place and through the love of the staff, the, the overflowing love of, of every staff and volunteer, um, uh, the gospel just mm-hmm. works powerfully in the lives of these these couples. Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah, I think, you know, this is a podcast, so the listeners can't see our faces. But when you ask that question, Christy, I mean, we light up and yeah. we start smiling because um, we, Alaska is just, it's a special place and a special program, but it's more than that. It's that we get a front row seat in watching God completely renew and heal and transform individual lives and marriages. Um, and it's it's incredible. And, and I think also you get to watch um, the Samaritan's Lodge in Alaska. So from all range of people that are serving and volunteering there, I mean, we're, they're all doing it. You know, it's that scripture, do everything you do for the Lord wholeheartedly. And and every single person, whether they are, um, you know, washing dishes or preparing a meal or teaching them to fly fish or in the office, you know, all of them are doing this with a heart for the Lord. And so you see a picture of the kingdom of God at work. And I think that is powerful for many of these couples that have never witnessed the body of Christ in that way. And the love of the Lord through them is just palpable. I mean, you can feel the love of the Lord there. Um, and it's, it, you, can't, you can't leave Alaska unchanged or untouched by who God is in his creation and also through his people. Yeah. And just to add on to that, we, as Shauna said, we have a, a front row seat. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the privilege of people opening up their lives to us and, and sharing the, the obstacles and the struggles that they're going through. And um, for us, you know, we know God is big. And then, and then we see him um, 
work in their lives in, in this short week mm-hmm. time. And, um, you know, there's just nothing impossible for him. And uh, and then to follow up with them when they get home, like we've been doing and hearing these couples taking steps, taking one step at a time, you know, mm-hmm. starting to pray with their daughter uh, and mm-hmm. hearing her reaction to that. Um, getting baptized at their local church. Getting you know, baptized or, at yeah. their local church. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one one couple shared, you know, that they are not big on social media and they don't they don't like to share uh, some things, but um, they felt compelled when they got back to to put this picture of of uh, them being baptized mm-hmm. on on their Facebook page and just just those steps of faith, you know, moving forward uh, in, yeah. in relationship with the Lord. And I love how you said it's a front row seat because it it figuratively is, but it literally is because at the end of the week, you literally sit in rows. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen it said when they that's share true. at the end of the week, you know, what God's done and what they've learned. And, and you literally are sitting on the front row listening mm-hmm. to them pour out their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you're seeing it throughout the week too. Um, so we're celebrating 10 years of Operation Healer Patriots. And so mm-hmm. we wanted, I know we've done an episode, we've done two over the years, but I wanted to kind of give an overview of the last 10 years, how it's changed, how it's evolved. Obviously the the mission, sharing the gospel and impacting these military mi- marriages hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. But the tactics and techniques have, you know, there's been adaptions over the years. So maybe can you talk to me about what, um, maybe what has stayed the same and then what has changed over the 10 years? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, the gospel has always mm-hmm. been central to Operation Heal Our Patriots. It's always been the foundation of what we do, everything we do. Um, yeah, we can t- teach all kinds of marriage principles, but we firmly believe the gospel is the, yeah. the foundation of it all. So that has not changed. Um, uh, we've always had a sense of family that when couples go to Alaska and they enter into the OHOP family that that we're in this for life together. And that part has not changed. Um, can you think of any other things that have I stayed think, the same? Yeah, I mean, our marriage focus that this, you know, this Operation Heal Our Patriots is set apart um, because we have, yes, we're gospel-centered, but we also are very marriage-focused in what we do. And our aim is to see um, Christ in the center of marriages to restore and to heal. And that has not changed. That's always been a goal from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what has changed, uh, obviously since the beginning, we've, uh, by the end of the summer, we'll have about 1400 couples. So we've grown mm-hmm. and to keep this a family, a ministry where we, we have these long-term relationships, we've had to grow in other ways as well. Um, and a part of that is we've uh, set up a regional chaplain structure where we've broken the country up into regions so that we can just go deeper into these couples' lives after they get back from Alaska. Uh, that's been a huge um, change for us. And in addition to that, we've added uh, the key leader role. Um, so we have some amazing couples in OHOP that are walking with the Lord. They have strong marriages. And, and we're now um, empowering them to be the hands and feet of Christ when couples get back from Alaska. So it's not just the regional chaplain serving, you know, 200 
OHOP families, it's mm-hmm. it's the regional chaplain and key leaders, mm-hmm. just allows us to go a lot deeper mm-hmm. in uh, in the ministry. Yeah, and those key leader couples are on the ground there. So I think that they're able also to be a bridge between these, um, sometimes you, we have, couples that come back from Alaska and they wanna get connected with other OHOP couples, but they also are looking for a local church mm-hmm. or lo- you know, some way to get plugged in and to continue on in their following Christ. And so these OHOP couples that are there, these key leader couples um, can a lot of times go with them to church or help, you know, walk, help them find a local church family for them to be involved in. Yeah, yeah. Um, discipleship is, is a, uh, has always been a focus, I think, but even more now of a laser focus uh, for us. Mm-hmm. And and just like Shauna was saying, um, we our, our ultimate hope is that these OHOP couples, when they come home from Alaska, will f- will find a connection, will plug in and grow inside the the bonds of a local church family. Um, and and that's we mm-hmm. see ourselves as a bridge. To, yeah. to getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I imagine after a year of COVID, not being places, I know for me, I don't take anything for granted anymore. I mean, even going to church is mm-hmm. such a blessing, yeah. you know, after not being. Yeah. And so I'm sure it was even more emotional probably this year because some of these people maybe haven't been anywhere, mm-hmm. haven't been around people, and then to get to experience this. Mm-hmm. So was it different? Did the Lord use that? I mean, I guess we're hearts maybe softened a little more or did you see any changes in that way? That's a great question. I think, um, you know, I don't know if it was visible, but now that you're asking this question, I'm thinking back and, you know, so many of us were, most of us were isolated for so long Mm -hmm. with COVID restrictions. And and so I think that created in each of us or, or made us more in touch with the fact that we've been created for community and relationship and we're hungry for that. And kind of Alaska just gave them this space, I think to reconnect for maybe the first time in in years for many of them, but uh, specifically with COVID, you know, for the last year, year and a half. Um, I think it was just refreshing. I think it's like cool breeze on a hot day kind of thing. I mean, you're just in community um, and reconnecting the way God intended us mm-hmm. to connect, you know, soul to soul and um, and with their spouses as well. I don't know, Greg, yeah. if you. I think even before they got into Anchor, uh, Port Allsworth, waiting at the airport, they were playing cards with each other. You know, they didn't know each other. I think people were just eager to connect with others. Um, and, uh, and and yet at the same time, you know, we often say the, the the couples that got off the plane were not the same couples that got back on the plane to go home, and that that is true as well. You know, we see these, these their cups are full kind of experience um, as they head back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably I I mean for the couples it was probably amazing, but probably more so for the volunteers and the staff because you because like you said we are meant for community, and mm-hmm. so believers. That is what we want to do, and we haven't been able to do that this past year. So they probably, I mean, service is already top-notch. I mean, we, we joke yeah. all the time that it's like Disneyland and Chick-fil-A. You know, just it is our pleasure mm-hmm. to serve you. I mean, it truly is. I mean, yeah. housekeeping, everybody that's there, I think that's also what I want to convey is that they want to do everything as unto the Lord. So, you know, and mm-hmm. I think most of the couples are. They're impacted by 
every staff member. I mean, yeah. yes, the chaplains, you guys spend the most time discipling, but they are impacted by everyone. And so maybe that changed because of COVID. It was even more heightened. Yeah, I was, I'm just thinking, as you say that last, uh, when we were there a couple weeks ago, um, I was listening to some of the kitchen staff and it was um, milkshakes. You know, mm-hmm. they like to have those in the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's kind of the cherry on top. And, uh, but I was just listening to them in the back. This is before couples, they were, um, hadn't come in to the bunker yet for the milkshakes and just listening to them get ready for knowing that this, you know, the couples are about to come in and everything counts. I mean, every interaction for every staff and volunteer counts. Mm-hmm. And um, and that they're intentionally always prayerfully ready, I think, to just know that every small thing you're communicating the love of Christ and the truth of the gospel. And there's, there's nothing that's too small mm-hmm. that should just be unintentional, right? And um, it, that just struck me. I thought I, I walked away from that just thinking, how cool is that? That that we are all um, dependent on the Holy Spirit in every tiny moment, whether we're teaching a class or piloting an aircraft mm-hmm. or serving a milkshake, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that everything counts and, and God uses that mm-hmm. um, and he shows up. Mm-hmm. Evidence of that, uh, one morning, I think it was like a Wednesday morning, we were in around the fire pit there and talking to one of the couples and, and a uh, housekeeping staff person walked by. And as they walked by, our the couple, the wife said, what, what's her name? You know, and, and we told them her name. And, and then they just began to gush about how meaningful her service was to them that week. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's mm-hmm. good. And I think of... Is it an axe? Apollos watered, you know, the the, the whole mm-hmm. principle of everybody, you know, but it's God who bears that fruit. Like, you know, it's, we're all a part of that. And so I think that's the cool part about this ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people do, they get saved by their fishing guide or, you know, it's just throughout the week, you'll hear them just be touched by different people. And that's what I love. God knows who's coming each week and who's gonna need who. And even the volunteers, because some of them stay the whole summer, but there are some that come like four weeks at a time. And it's just neat to see the, it's a puzzle that God puts together. So over 10 years, you mentioned, we, we talked about it a little bit, but I think people think of Alaska. Mm-hmm. Um, we've kind of done this with Operation Christmas Child. You know, people think of the shoebox pick, you know, when we turn in shoeboxes, that that's it. And then OCC is has a break for the rest of the year, which isn't true. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Operation Healer Patriots. I mean, Alaska is, yes, those couple months of people coming to Samaritan Lodge is the big the big work. But then, like you said, there's ministry and work all throughout the year. So let's, let's maybe do a run-through of the year. So mm-hmm. after Alaska, you know, you, well, pre-COVID, you would have a couple regional events, and then there's a big event where everybody can come, right? Mm, correct. Maybe I'll have you do that. So what does the year look like yeah. off season? So the year looks like uh, following up with these couples. First mm. off, we have a sequence of connection points that we make with them uh, to follow up on on things that have happened. Many of them do want to say, uh, find a good local church and we can be a part of that process. Um, some just, you know, we want to continue to, to share the love of Christ with uh, as as they get back and get settled in the home. So that's a big part of it. 
in addition to that, if there's a, as we raise up key leaders, if there's a key leader in the area, we want to get them introduced to them who um, could take them out for coffee or go out a meal or introduce them to some other OHOP couples in their area. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, in addition to that, we'll have maybe two or three in their region, uh, what we call Fortify Your Marriage Retreats. It's a long weekend um, where it's it's definitely a marriage retreat, but again, with the gospel is the foundation of that. And then uh, we have this wonderful reunion where every OHOP couple is invited to come and attend. And it really is a, a marriage uh, Christ-centered kind of weekend. Uh, we've In the past, we've called it a booster shot following Alaska. A uh, great time to reconnect uh, in, within their marriage, but also within the OHOP couples that they went to Alaska with and those in their region. Well, sometimes we call them um, arms, but yeah, like yeah. Greg mentioned, going out to coffee, but they might do like a picnic or a barbecue where um, regional, you know, maybe couples within an hour or two might meet together as families and actually bring their kids if they have them and um, some of those events as well. And then ongoing um we have ongoing check-ins, but if if couples need to meet with a chaplain and their wife, then we can do that over Zoom, or we can do that one-on-one -on -one in person, or over or over um, Skype, whatever yeah. you know, virtually, yeah. and um, especially for crisis. And then there's crisis calls as well if if they, they experience um, just some unforeseen tragedy in their family, um, certainly chaplains are on call for that and, and can be available. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, to uh, emphasize the value of the, of the follow-up care, we had one couple up here recently for the uh, warrior ride and um, they went to Alaska, I wanna say in maybe 2014, but it was at the reunion where they, where they trusted in Christ. They put their faith in Christ after, um, uh, somebody had shared the gospel, and, and now they're key leaders with us and doing a wonderful job. So we have a series of, of in-person gatherings. There's uh, a number of you know long-distance connections by phone and otherwise. We have the Facebook page that helps people stay connected, um, all really with the purpose of, like I said, um, strengthening that relationship with them and with a with a discipleship chip focus and, and the goal to connect them with the local church. Yeah. And one other thing we didn't mention, which um, is kind of a partner with what we do after Alaska is the Team Patriot. So they mm. do have the ability um, to partner with Team Patriot. I don't know if you wanna, you probably can talk more a little bit about that than I can. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you were gonna ask about future stuff or not, but mm -hmm. that, that might be it. Yeah, well, that, I, yeah, let's talk about that. So I think we saw, they saw a need because I think that was the intent from the beginning. We wanna do a ministry for life. You know, we're not just gonna help you in Alaska and then say, okay, see you later, good luck with that. Um, but that's why I was talking about how it's evolved over the years because you realized the need to, to pour in more and more. And I think a couple years ago, it was saw, you know, it was that a lot of these people, they struggle with, they were made to serve. You know, most of them wanted to call and serve and, and they were forced to get out and medically retire. Um, and so Team Patriot came to be, you know, an a ongoing service opportunity, you know, to get involved with North American Ministries and partner. Um, so that has been going on now, what, three years maybe? Um, 
yeah, how has that impacted? And maybe did that propel this key leader or did key leader come before that? Because I think you realize there's a lot of leaders in here. There's a lot of people that um, want to do something with what they've learned. Um, how has Team Patriot bolstered the Operation Healer Patriots community? Yeah, it's definitely uh, moved the theme of of serving along for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, you know, many of the combat wounded veterans within OHOP um, are seeking for purpose, and and we want to speak into that. Uh, Team Patriot's been a wonderful opportunity to help people see that they can serve, that they they have opportunities to to show people the love of Christ and to make a difference in people's lives. Um, and we're looking ahead to the future. Uh, Team Patriot is a part of North American Ministries. As we dream about it, we dream of just continuing to grow and key leaders really getting involved in Team Patriot. And, and at some point, maybe the key leaders getting uh, members of their care group, you know, and going on a Team Patriot deployment and growing together that way. Because who better? I mean, many of these people, they respond well in crisis. I mean, that's yeah. what they've done and that's what they were trained to do. And yeah. They have so much to offer mm-hmm. and and sometimes they just can't see it. Yeah. And that's what I love about this program because yes, it started to minister to them, mm-hmm. introduce them to Christ, strengthen their marriage. But then you realize too much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. You know, as you've been poured into and you've given you've got to do something with it. And I think you're right. Some people in their experiences, they've lost limbs, they've lost, I mean, war, everybody comes back with scars, whether you see them or not. And I think some of them lose that or they forget their purpose and they just need to be reminded. And, and, And like you said, sometimes it takes a while. I mean, sometimes people are immediately changed and but then some people it takes years yeah. um, because also, and maybe if you could speak to this a little bit, I think some don't have a good support system. So here they, they get changed, they're impacted. Um, in Alaska, it's, it's easy because you have so many people to pour into you. And, and like I said, when they're fishing guide, I mean, they can disciple them. I mean, everyone that they, they see can, and then you go home and the real world's not like that. I mean, this mountaintop experience, that's not how it is. I mean, you go home and you're just pounded, you know, instead of being poured in, you're depleted. I mean, everywhere you go. And some family members almost mock them, you know, for this transformation and they're trying to make some new patterns and new healing. So I think that's why this ongoing care is so important, right? Amen, amen, absolutely. We'll say, you know, we can't meet in the chapel there in Port Allsworth anymore. but we can meet over the phone. We can meet over Zoom and other ways to remind them that the same God who changed their lives in Alaska is the God who's gonna help them through whatever mountains they're climbing at home and and continuing to speak gospel truth to them, uh, scripture into their lives is I think a great help. Yeah, I think um, too, and this this just speaks to the amazing team of chaplains and um, chaplain spouses that we have is, you know, we, we've, we've had our own, we don't, um, 
encourage and counsel and teach out of a place of expertise. It's not like we're giving, we're not looking at these couples and saying, oh, well, we've arrived. And, you know, so it, we, we are walking with them and we've, we've been there and we know hard and we know our own hard. Each of us has our own road to walk. Um, but, but we want to serve them out of a place of vulnerability and authenticity. And I think that that helps them then know that, it, we're here with you. We're not. We're not talking down to you. We're not giving you this like perfect. Oh, you have to. You know, reach this. You know, be this. It's just. Just take the next step, and we'll take it with you. You know, and and um, and I think that that often is a place of um, exhale and hope for them in the midst of it. Like, okay, well, we don't have to get home and everything. Just snap your fingers, and it's going to be okay. We're looking at injuries that they're going to experience and walk for a lifetime, many of them. And and so just giving them that picture of God's grace is enough for today, you know, and he's been enough for us. We can speak out of our own experience. We can speak out of our own trial and our own mess ups and all the ways that we haven't done this right. Um, and then we can speak out of a place of God's grace in our own marriage and then walk with them in that. So. That, that leads me to, I was going to ask you guys how you've grown spiritually being involved in Operation Healer Patriots. And then also how's your mm-hmm. marriage has been enhanced. And maybe could you speak to that a little bit? Because that's refreshing mm-hmm. to hear. Because I think sometimes um, you forget that you're human. I mean, you have your own challenges and your own struggles. You're not, none of us are perfect. We're all going to fall every day. And I think that verse in Corinthians, you know, in my weakness, your strength comes through, you know, and I, so maybe speak to that. Like, how has it helped you? But then how do you need to keep boundaries and continue seeking the Lord so that you can be a healthy leader for these couples? If I told you how many times in our discussions we've said things like, well, we teach people this, yeah. but, <laughs> you know. We probably do what we're teaching. Yeah. yeah um, it, it, that, in all seriousness, has helped us, you know, it, nobody wants to feel like a hypocrite, right? Yeah. So the things that we're teaching others to do, um, if, we're not, if we're not doing them, if we're not practicing them, uh, we're not gonna be able to teach them very well. So it continues to remind us yeah. um, to, to uh, get back up and, and do the right thing mm-hmm. and to love each other the way Christ loves us mm-hmm. as, we, as we tell others. Um, so that certainly in a practical way has been a, a big help. Um, you know, I think uh, for me, um, what I see is is the power of the, the gospel, you know, being lived out in, in people's lives. I know how he's worked in my life. I know how the gospel changed me. Um, continuing to be reminded of, of how powerful his gospel is as people's mm. lives are changed and we get to watch that um, is, uh, you know, puts wind in my sails mm-hmm. and keeps me um, grounded on on where my hope is, on who I'm dependent upon uh, every day. So that's a big, a big mm-hmm. part of it for me. Um, the other part I would say is getting to see the courage of these mm-hmm. couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, stepping up, you know, they have what seem like insurmountable obstacles and God changes their lives uh, from the inside out 
and they courageously walk with him. And getting to see that, mm-hmm. um, you know, takes me out of my pity party mm-hmm. uh, frequently. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, no, I totally agree with that. And I think it, it we watch, it. you know, it is a deep and great honor for us to get to serve and walk with these couples and um, heroes, really. And, and they teach us. And so as we get to watch God work in their own life, it, it really does bolster our faith. It, mm-hmm. it, um, it helps us keep showing up and, and we are grateful for that. Um, it also reminds us of how we don't need to be reminded of how hard life is actually, but you know, we, like I said, we do have our own hard, but, but we have learned. Um, and I think out of that place of, of knowing this, we can encourage others that when it's okay to ask for help mm-hmm. and and that the church has been a help to us, um, other professionals have been a help to us. You know, a, a, a huge, there's just, God has put so many people in our life that are capable in very many ways to help us with our own um, marriage and family challenges. Mm-hmm. And so we can also encourage and speak out of that place of like, it, this is a hard road and God has provided help for us in so many ways mm-hmm. and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to ask for that help and um, and to get it when you need it mm-hmm. and not wait. Mm-hmm. So to your point, your question about what do we do, you know, to stay in a place where he could use us, I think mm-hmm. that was your question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Alaska, it's, because you're just going, 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 and the ministry is, you know, 15, 16 hours a day kind of thing, mm-hmm. you just have this place of desperation, or at least I do, that mm-hmm. nothing good is gonna happen unless he and unless he works through us or works through the staff. It's not gonna be on our own. Um, so um, so in Alaska, it's in a sense we we recognize our dependency more so. I think when you get back home. Um, yeah, life can get busy and we forget that uh, it's only when we abide in him that um, that that's when we have water from the well to, mm-hmm. to share with others. I was trying to think of something practical there, but nothing's coming. Maybe while while you're while we're on that, if you can start, if you want to start thinking, I can give you time. I was going to ask like a scripture that, because like you said, when we, when we're in ministry and you're, you're especially Alaska, those 15 hour days, I mean, it's long and hard and you have to be in the word and you have to be feeding yourself to be able to give anything else. So if you wanna start thinking about, I was gonna ask, you know, some scripture that you're continually leaning on in your work. Um, but I appreciate your vulnerability because I, I always joke, I'm like, I don't know how people write marriage books or parenting books because mm-hmm. I would never do either yeah. because I would feel like a fraud, you know, <laughs> if, especially because I think they know you the best, right, you know, and right. anytime I speak on any of those aspects, I'm like, oh, if Edward heard this or if the kids heard this, <laughs> they'd be like, wrong. Because it is, it's, it's hard. You feel like a hypocrite because it is a daily battle. And I think people, but I think it's good for people to hear mm-hmm. whether you've been walking the Lord with for 80 years it's still a battle. You still have to die to yourself daily. And it's not this one and done, I'm a perfect wife now forever because I did this, this, and this. It's daily and it's a choice. And so I think that's, it's a good reminder. And I think it's encouraging that even though you do this for a living, God still has to be teaching you and molding you every single day. 
Yeah. And I know that because I know both yeah. of you yeah. pretty well personally, <laughs> and I see it. You know, yeah. it's not this, yeah. we've arrived and we're the experts. Let me tell you how to do this. It's a, mm-hmm. I'll teach Every you, day. you teach me. How do we do this together? And that's what I think we've learned so much from COVID is that we were meant to live in community. Mm-hmm. We're meant to be a village. We were meant to hold each other up and and not judge, and but mm-hmm. to say, let me jump in with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Bear each other's burdens, rejoice when we rejoice and weep Mm -hmm. when we weep and and live out of that place of like, I need Jesus Mm -hmm. every day, you know. And as you said, community in Port Osworth is easy. Mm -hmm. It it's built in. uh, but when you get back home and the busyness of life and um just people don't always love you while the way you want them to love you and kind of thing, it's it's just harder, and um, it's it's we just got to be intentional in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, are there scriptures? I'm sure there's it ebbs and flows and changes, and whatever you read that day mm-hmm. becomes your your theme. But are there certain parts of scripture that you come back to in this line in your work? Yeah, uh, the first one that pops to my mind. We run through Psalm 23 with the uh, mm-hmm. couples and devotions and. And there's this passage that talks about, uh, you know, God prepares a table before our enemies. And, um, and, and I, I see that as God wants to have this kind of relationship where we're at a dinner table, where we're at a, uh, you know, at the most intimate place in your house, um, sharing relationship with him. And so um, that picture as well as um, the, you know, combined with the story of the prodigal son, where he comes home and the father wants to throw this lavish mm-hmm. dinner banquet for him, and um, and and just I've got to continue to go to back to that place. That's that's where I serve from. That's what my God wants mm-hmm. um, for me and for all these these couples that are part of the OHOP family. Is this this intimate walk with him. And uh, so, yeah, obviously if we're not living that out, it's not going to be very authentic when we tell others about it. Yeah, I love that. Um, I mean, that's so much what, you know, so many of these couples carry, you know, so much um, hurt and wounds and shame and all of that. And so to, to share with them, like Greg just said, that, man, God is welcoming you to his table, you know, and that that relationship is just, um, I think the, what they wanna, what their soul really desperately wants to know and hear. But um, for me, this past, this summer, um, as I've just been praying about um, OHOP, both in Alaska and um, after, it, the thing that just keeps coming to my mind over and over and over is with God, all things are possible and that he can move mountains. Um, when you're in Port Allsworth and you're in the dining room, um, you look out and there's Tenalian Mountain and the dining room is actually appropriately named Tenalian Dining Hall because you have this view of this massive mountain, Tenalian, and and it just kept hitting me over and over that God can move that. Through faith, like if, you know, like through faith, you know, you can tell this mountain to be thrown into the heart of the sea and that God can move mountains when he has that ability to do that. So when life seems completely overwhelming, which many of these couples are coming to Alaska on the brink of divorce on, um, I don't think I'm going to make it. 
I don't know if I want to live anymore. This is too hard. You know, when you're completely overwhelmed and in the dark like that, just reminding myself and being able to tell them, no, God can move that. He can move the, he can move and shift and bring about life from death and light from dark and, you know, beauty from ashes and all of that. So that's been something that I've just been really praying for um, and, and leaning into God can, with God, all things are possible. Um, but in that also, I've just been thinking of some trust in chariots and others in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God, that we can have this amazing experience in Alaska. But if it's not a daily, mm-hmm. complete dependence on on the Lord Jesus and on the Holy Spirit to work in and through me, then you know, it's gonna be in vain. And so I've just, I've been thinking a lot about like, okay, let's make sure in the middle of all that we're doing, it's exciting. And 10 years in, these programs are in place and we give thanks to God, but that we're not trusting in program or we're not trusting in, um, you know, a well-oiled machine or any of that, but but that daily each staff member, and I believe that they are, you know, we are prayerfully leaning into who God is and, and that this is His ministry. Mm-hmm. These are His couples and we are His church mm-hmm. and, and how we lean and trust into Him and not in what, what we see, but mm-hmm. in, in the power of how He's at work. Mm-hmm. Another passage that we've been walking through for a while now, Matthew 11, uh, mm-hmm. 28, and on down says, come to me, all who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We've we've been reading a book and the guy makes a point with this that of all the places where we, um, throughout the, the Bible, the one place where we learn about Jesus' heart is here. I mean, this is it. We learn other places about his power and wisdom, but when he talks about himself uh, in his heart, he says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. I am humble and I'm kind of heart. And um, and so as I read that, uh, I hear him saying, Greg, come to me, come to me, come to me, you know, over and over again. My tendency is to work, work, work. <laughs> my tendency is to take up my own yoke and, and, and depend on myself. And uh, so over and over, I hear the Lord saying, you know, come to me and uh, my yoke is easy. Come to me, I am humble and lowly in heart. And so it's just that, again, to me, that dinner table, it's that family table relationship where we're walking together in this and and uh, our eyes are fixed on Him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. I love that passage. And I, and I think, you know, thinking of that as like a farmer, you know, they would yoke you when they did that. They'd put a little, you know, a little ox with like a more knowledgeable, mature to help make that guide. And so Jesus is saying, I will yoke with you. And and like you said, I am humble. I am I am hearing your heart. I am, I know what you need. I will lead you as you need. And I guess I my mind as you were reading that, I just thought, you know, we all have different fields that we're farming and some are harder than others. And I think of some of these couples and, you know, I came from a, a strong Christian home and and Edward obviously. So we have 
an ample amount of people pouring into us, you know, when things are hard. But some of these couples don't. I mean, they come from broken homes. I mean, many of them, that's why they go to the military, to, to leave their hometown, to get away. Um, and so they don't have other people pouring them into it. And so Jesus is all that they have, and which is awesome, but it's also overwhelming, you know? And so for them to just know that He is enough, and He knows you, He knows the hairs on your head, He created you for a purpose, on purpose, you know, I think just to be reminded, uh, probably one of my favorite veteran stories is Louis Zamperini, you know, and Unbroken, and the way that, I mean, and his took time too. I mean, he had alcoholism was a stronghold in his life. And when he did finally come to Christ, he was able to just walk away. And I know some don't have that. Some can't throw their pain pills out and their whatever their hold was. Some it's harder, but he did. And he was able to go back and forgive those captors and, you know, be free of that bond. Because it is, it's a bondage um, when we're yoked to anything else, you know, and we do. We naturally want to be under a yoke of something. And and like I said, most of these service members, they served. The Army told them what to do. I mean, they couldn't even choose their vacation. You know, they were told where you're going to live, what you're going to do, how much you're going to make. They had no choice. And some people like that. And I know I do. As an Army brat and then marrying Edward, I mean, I liked that. And so when you're stripped of that, you want to yoke yourself to something else. And so um, I love the way that Operation Hiller Patriots continually points people back to Jesus because I don't know how people do without the Lord. Um, sorry, that was a long rabbit trail, but as you were reading that, I just thought, you know, for people to hear, uh, these couples come from really hard places, and it's not just easy to say, okay. Um, so I just want people to know that this is what this is why an ongoing care is necessary, and being in the military as long as we have, there's so many programs and opportunities that are great. Hunting trips, you know, different things that people can do, but they're a one-time thing. And Operation Healer Patriots is one of the only that is ongoing. Because like I said, life is ongoing yeah. with problems. And, and some people don't have problems until a couple years out, or but some have it immediately when they're home. So thank you for what you're doing, because I know firsthand that this ongoing care is crucial. Um, so finally, I mean, you were just there. You just saw what, what happens in Alaska, but this is the start when we go through September. So we have months of ministry ahead. How can people be praying? Um, how do you pray? And maybe even after being there this week, how are you praying differently this summer? How can we be praying for Operation Healer Patriots? I would say pray for the staff. Um, pray, it, it, like you said, it's, a, it's long days. And um, so pray. Pray for our strength and unity, and um, you know that they're that they would be filled, right? So they can pour out, um, and pray for God to begin to. I love that of idea of good soil. You know, so we I often pray, God, just give them good soil. These couples that are coming, right? Pray for good soil and and readiness. Um, in their own hearts, so that God can do a work in them individually and as a couple. And um, and I, as you were talking, Christy, about yoking, I was thinking of that other scripture in Corinthians that talks about being yoked together and how we are talking the Matthew 11 about gentle and lowly. And he, Jesus, you know, says yoke to me, but also this is a marriage ministry. And so we are talking about, you know, praying that God would yoke these two, these couples together as husband and wife in Him, and that they would leave stronger. Um, and and so I, I just I pray for that. I pray that Christ would be the center of these marriages, and um, and that they would find such hope and 
hope, that they would find hope to keep mm-hmm. moving on. And, um, and pray that God moves the mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I think about my own walk with Christ, when I first trusted Him, it was about some key relationships that helped me to to keep taking the next step. I mean, I know God was at the center of that, but He used people. And so my prayer would be some uh, really strong connections with our regional chaplains, with key leaders in the area, or other godly people that God puts in their place that would that would help them show them Christ in a sense, the way they saw him in Alaska. Um, and just that that would, would continue on. So key relationships. Um, yeah. Prayer for marriages. There were some big decisions made in Alaska. We've already had, um, eight marriage renewals out of two weeks, you know, and that, that as Shauna was saying, the Lord would, uh, empower them, enable them to, to do the right thing, to put those tools into practice and, and to rely on the love of Christ as they, as they love each other. Um, and a lot of this is new for us. As we're, we're still growing. The, the pandemic wasn't a great first year of, of new changes, you know, because you couldn't really live them out. Uh, so as we continue to develop there our region structure and as we continue to, to train and, and recruit and select key leaders, just God's prayer and wisdom and leading in that process as well. Yeah, uh, we just love getting to do this mm-hmm. together and mm-hmm. it is a huge honor uh, and, and we're grateful for that and appreciate your time mm-hmm. letting us tell the story a little bit. Thank you so much for tuning in. As Greg shared how to specifically pray, I encourage you to do that as Operation Healer Patriots is just in the middle of the season. There are um, several more weeks to come, many more couples to come through Alaska. So be praying as they head there this summer. Thanks again. Have a great week. 